douchebag Captain Hair Gel. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Welcome to Planet Rage, the intersection of insanity and madness. Here are your hosts, Larry Blydner and Darren O'Neill. Oh, yeah. Hey, Larry, it is episode six (laughs) of Planet Rage. Six. Yeah. Not quite lucky number seven, but we're getting there. But it's one third of satanic 666. (laughs) See, there's that. Yeah. There's a, a guy named Stu Coates. I don't know if he listens to this show as well, but he listens to random thoughts and he sends in a monthly 666, which I'm not sure nice. why I don't ask because he likes the show. Yeah. Why, why be amazed? Pick a Good number stuff. that means something to you, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. So are you really you're, you're preparing to get out of Kami, California? Is that true? I am. This is true. This is true. So uh, trying to, we're getting the wheels in motion. And uh, we're going to fold a tent and haul ass out of here. That's yeah. it. I mean, it's not That's quite it. as easy as having a go bag because. <laughs> no, no, it's not. And, uh, you know, the kid things, uh, the kids, uh, they, they complicate things. They, you know, but uh, we're going to make it work and flee. Yeah. I mean, they do. They, uh, they frown upon leaving your children behind when you leave. <laughs> right. They want, they want their hooks <laughs> in them, you know. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, yeah, it's pretty. uh but it's a it's good time good. to downsize, right? I mean, that's... It's a great time to downsize, and yeah, yeah. I watched a video on YouTube recently of a guy going through some of the smallest apartments in New York City, mm-hmm. and they were ones... I can't even understand how people live in them, Yes, because the whole thing combined was smaller than the bedroom in our house, so it's... Sure. Where do you put your stuff, but... There, maybe oh, there's something say. to be said for that. Um, I don't know, you know, but it's, it's just, I know that uh, it's only worsened over the years and now they're, you know, they're subdividing one bedroom apartments. Like the, the guys, the only guys getting rich in New York are the guys that do uh, uh, drywall. Oh yeah. Know, because, because they're, they're turning these things into Warrens, you know, uh, 900 square feet suddenly becomes five apartments or five bedrooms. It's insane. Well, yeah. And they all don't even have their own bathroom. It's go, no. go out into the hallway and. Just piss out the window. <laughs> that might be yeah. better. Yeah. Yeah. That it's, might be uh, better. So I don't get how people do that. I mean, I get getting rid of the stuff that you don't need. And I think everybody has a little bit of that gene, that pack rat mentality. Oh, sure. Yeah. But you have to go through the stuff and realize what it's actually worth. You know, if it's something with sentimental value, sure, you keep it. But right. we just cleared out a bunch of stuff. That was in the basement that, uh, well, being an Amazon reviewer, I accumulated oh, right. way too much stuff. It, <laughs> it took my wife like three or four trips over to the animal shelter about, you know, a mile from here that, uh, takes all that kind of stuff. They have a resale store and, uh, basically gave it all to them because the stuff And there's a number and it's, I'm sure it's different for everybody, but when you're dealing with selling stuff online on eBay or wherever, I mean, I guess if it's over a certain amount and people can come pick it up, if you're in a very populated area city, maybe it's better than, you know, if you're out in the boonies a little bit, you don't have quite as many people to, uh, to sell to, but for eBay, I've kind of come to the conclusion that if it's under 50 bucks, it's probably not worth selling on ebay right due to their fees and the time it takes and then having to take it to the post office or p- boxing it up and then mm-hmm. possibly dealing with somebody that's like ah, it wasn't the way you said it was <laughs> yeah. which is just it happens way too much there's way too many scams going on oh yeah so i yes. mean it's nice when you can uh help a charity at the same time as getting rid of all your crap yeah absolutely 
Now, Absolutely. get yourself some, get rid of some crap and get some good karma. Yes. All in one fell swoop. So. Well, and, and you know, you said you had a bunch of CDs, which I've gone through that. I and I wish when I digitized all of my CDs, I would have just sold them because they were actually worth something five years ago or so. Now, the price of CDs has dropped to like nothing. Yeah. I've seen uh, twice now an artist that I like, the uh, alt country. Actually, it's uh, a lady and her husband, uh, Kelly Willis and Bruce Robison. Mm-hmm. And they're both musicians and they both have CDs out. Some of them they've done together. Now, twice I've seen them run packages on different sets of five CDs, but it was $10 for five CDs. Yeah. And it's like, wow, you can't be making any money on those. You're just literally no. trying to get rid of what's in the basement or something. Really? You know, I mean, I'm curious. It used to be, I mean, I'm sure in Chicago, it's like LA or New York, these street musicians, right? These buskers, they'd always have a, you know, the guitar case open at their feet with, you know, silver and dollar bills tossed in. And there will always be a stack of, here's my CD, buy one of these for 10 bucks. They can't even, does anybody even do that anymore? I mean, who the, who the hell still buys a CD? It's I mean, very they rare. probably can't, right? You yeah. know, it's very so, rare. Yeah. So it'd be pointless for that, for those guys, I guess, to even press them. So now they're probably busking with the QR code sitting there. <laughs> there you go. I bet that's it. PayPal that's me, it. Yeah. Venmo me, download my album that's, directly. You from, know what? I'm sure you're right there. You know, probably. using CD baby or one of those uh, yeah. CDs. I mean, they're a dying thing. I do not buy physical CDs anymore no. unless they're autographed by Taylor Swift. Then I'll buy the <laughs> autographed well, CDs. Wait. Yeah, even I was fascinated by that. I know you covered that in one of your recent shows, how some of that Taylor stuff is going for, you know, a grand. And meanwhile, Garth Brooks, who I think was, I think, and I'm not sure, but I would, I would guess in his day, he was every bit as big a star as Taylor. Yeah. You know, and, and can his, still his fill. stuff is like, here's a hundred, here's a hundred Brooks CDs for a dollar, you know, yeah. whatever it is. Like, so why, what, tell me. And what I wanted to say was why, why, why is hers so valuable and his is worth shit? What happened? What's the reason? I think she's prettier. I think that she's may be uh, that okay, may be the reason. More, your answer. More collectible. Yeah. The Garth system has always been to sell as many things packaged in one box as possible, which okay. from a marketing standpoint, it probably makes sense. Where the box set that he released, I think like two years ago, maybe right before the COVID thing hit, there was. I think seven CDs and like seven LPs packaged together for like 35 bucks, which is a pretty good deal right off the bat. Sure. But now those are selling for like, what what was it? I forget what I mentioned it in my episode, like eight bucks shipped or something like that. It was crazy low. Yeah. And the Taylor stuff is just insanely expensive, including lithographs that, aren't autographed because she had released a few lithographs through her own merchandising company and some were autographed and some weren't the ones that were autographed were originally sold for like 200 bucks now selling regularly on ebay people actually getting 1500 to 2000 bucks for them wow and i mean she's not even dead yet no that's that's what's really amazing and still signing cds her latest cd she just put out a for like three days uh, autographed for 1989 a piece because that's the year she was born in so she does a lot of the stuff at 19 dollars and 89 cents yeah so for a normal cd now you're paying if you're buying them probably about 15 bucks so autographed for 20 bucks certainly isn't bad yeah and a lot of those that we had purchased just a couple of years ago are now selling for hundreds of dollars on ebay which it's like where were you like a year ago when they were 20 bucks yeah but you know hey this is like baseball cards and anything else i guess the more limited edition it is like the stuff that she put out that were record store day drops which means there was probably 3500 to 7000 or so copies made only those were originally you know like 50 bucks as well now those are selling easily for 450 and 500 bucks I don't know how many there were of the orange vinyl of her reputation album, but yeah, that went from 50 bucks when I bought it at FYE less than three years ago. And now they're selling for a grand. Wow. Which it's like, you know, damn. some years ago, I, 
with collectibles. I was, I emceed a uh, charity auction, um, locally and, uh, you know, it was all this crap, you know, like lunch with, uh, Vin Scully and so on, whatever. And, and one of the items I thought this is pretty cool. It was a, it was a crappy guitar. It was like a, you know, a, a Korean or Mexican, uh, Fender Squire or maybe a cheap ass Les Paul, you know, whatever. Right. But it was, but the pick guard was autographed by Slash and it was, you know, it was verified. And so trying to get some bids going on the thing. And it's really kind of sluggish, you know, people saying, you know, 200, 300, 400, whatever. <laughs> and then I said, you know, are you people aware that Slash has had a recent serious cardiac episode? <laughs> this thing... This, this thing could increase in value. Some guy goes, 2000 sold. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's it. You know how to sell it. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Boom. These things are limited. And some people are better at signing than others. And that will affect yeah. values. And uh, But usually people in music are a much harder get than the people that are in sports. Although maybe that's changing now in COVID times. That might be harder to get close to people. They don't want to, you know, intermingle with people for fear of maybe breathing in something. It's uh, sure it's kind of a weird thing. And autographs kind of have gone to the wayside now because of the selfie, which also begs to see how this is going to work with the whole COVID thing. Once concerts and stuff start coming back, because it's really hard to get a selfie with somebody not being close to them. Yeah. So maybe autographs will come back, which is hand me the CD or book or whatever. And you can watch it get signed from six feet away or whatever magical Celebs distance. Should, they should start selling uh, autographed masks, you know, with, with a verified DNA <laughs> to prove that this is this is their sputum on the inside of this thing. The, well, there would that? probably be a, a market for that. I, uh, there's no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, I don't know. That's a little weird, but it, it would be yeah. a, a symbol of the times. This mask was coughed in by Taylor Swift. See, it's not that contagious, be, but it's definitely her, you know, it's her saliva in there. That would be so way that. more expensive than Garth. No doubt about it. Yeah. Hey, I couldn't figure it out why he decided <laughs> to go from his big, you know, not theater show, stadium shows is the word I'm looking for. He went from the big stadium shows because of COVID right. and then decided to do a bunch of dive bar shows. And it's like, yeah, what do you know? When I heard you say that in your show, I thought what I'd like Garth to do is define dive bar. I bet you his his dive bar and my dive bar are very different. They're, you think his is a little ritzier? Yeah, I would I would kind of guess. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, it's, it's, it all depends on, you know, what they're doing. And there's artists that have done this in the past for there was a maybe it was a beer brand or somebody like that that was uh backing these but lady gaga did one it was like three different shows and somebody else did the the same thing which it was you know kind of cool because it was announced like the day of and it was very hard to get ticket you know it was mainly giveaway kind of stuff so you know then they videoed them and they used it all mainly for promotion but you know yeah. the reasoning garth gave was because well of course it's much easier to check if right. the people coming into the concerts have a vaccination status that is one that he approves of right and i just don't believe that for a minute that it's easier to check something like this i mean going into any concert the person has to have the screening you know what i'm saying you have to show your ticket or the thing on your phone that represents your ticket and you're going through a security thing no matter what that was the way right. it was even going to a baseball game the last time I went a couple of years ago. Yeah, got to get wanded or go through the metal detector and, you know, the whole bit. So how is it easier to check people for a vaccination card coming into a smaller event than a larger? There's just more employees at the larger event. Yeah. So it's not really easier. And then you're putting a bunch of people close together in a room rather than outside. Which I don't know. Garth just doesn't understand science. I suppose he probably doesn't. He probably doesn't. He does yeah. know marketing. We'll we'll give him that much. He knows marketing, does not know science. But yeah. this is an interesting world that we're still living in with <laughs> the vaxxed versus the unvaxxed. And it's I mean that's a misrepresentation of it because that's not it's not a black and white thing. I was no. vaccinated. You weren't. We're still buddies. We're able to have a conversation about it. Of course. 
because it should be. You're not yelling. Nobody should be vaccinated. And I'm not saying everybody should be vaccinated. Right. It's Which is simple. the difference. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh <laughs> You know, if somebody did even like three years ago, if somebody had ever like predicted this, some psychic said, well, here's what it's going to be in October of 2021. And, and basically the world will be at war over, you know, who's who's taking this and who's not. Like, what the fuck? I mean, it's like, <laughs> but then on the other hand, this is the perfect or I should say the prototypical setup of countless sci fi movies right? Walking dead and so forth, you know, the, the vaccine, and then it turns bad, you know, two, three years out, people turn into zombies, whatever, you know, world destruction. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> right. Something but, bad happens. Yeah. Something very bad happens. What was really strange. I was watching more of the Peter Santangelo. I think his last name, I'm not butchering mm. it on YouTube. And there was one where he went in to the Amish community down in Sarasota, Florida, which was like, wow, I've been there multiple times. Best pie in the country is down at a place called Yoder's in Sarasota, Florida. I had no idea they went there far south. Yes. They're in Sarasota, really. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. A a pretty big community. But he went and was talking to some of these guys down there. And one of them mentioned, and I have no idea. I need to do research on this. I saw this last night. And he mentioned something that was basically like the Amish version of the farmer's almanac mm-hmm. and he said that predicted that there would be like multiple viruses over these two years that, that oh, we have shit. the two years it's like wait a minute yeah well okay question the farmer's almanac is uh you know an, an annual right so how far in advance was this predicted by the the amish version that's the you question know? i that's need to find out maybe this guy yeah. was just blowing smoke but maybe not if not, I want to know uh, how the whoever wrote the book there knew what they were talking about, because we yeah. are dealing with some uh, some very interesting times. Yeah. There's no question about it. And one of the guys that is not playing with the full deck, not yes. playing with <laughs> a uh, a reasonable attitude. And I was glad you brought this clip because Keith Olbermann is one of my least favorite people in the world. Oh, he's an asshole. <laughs> That's yes. yes. Always. Asshole. Always. Always been. Yep. It doesn't matter <laughs> if he was covering sports. It didn't matter if he was covering politics. He's always one of these people that will spew out things like there's no doubt he's wrong. Everybody else is a moron. Right. And this is how we've gotten to this point. And this kind of an attitude is not going to help fix any problems that people have. If anything, it's only going to make them worse. But it's a great example, I believe, of somebody who is on that extreme side of vaccination. So let's play it. And if you want me to stop, just holler, because there's a lot to. Oh, there's, a lot, there's a lot of grist here. <laughs> Good yeah, old just, Keith. Okay. Time to stop coddling the people who won't get the shot. Boost your shot. Mission accomplished. Stop. And <laughs> stop right there. <laughs> now, Booster unfortunately, shot. unfortunately, there's no there's no video portion, so we need. Oh, to well, do that's a little, good because he is not a, a pretty guy. Explanation? No, he's not. Um, number one. Um, there's this, uh, you know, Keith, Keithy is such a, such a fucking, you know, cream puff of joke of a man. And, uh, the first thing I noticed was he's getting this jab, right? And there's this little, I had to stop the video twice and look, he's got this little fucking goofy, like fern leaf tattoo on his fucking arm, right? Right there. There's red flag. Number one, if you're going to get a fucking tattoo, Keith get a tattoo that's such a little (laughs) 
bitch boy move. Oh, look, I'm tattooed, but it's really not much of a tattoo. My mommy and daddy said this, this, this much of a tattoo is okay. But more than that, they said, no, we can't have that. <laughs> That's really the way he comes across. And he reminded me actually of an asshole that I worked with years ago. And you know what? And here's what they had in common. Keithy, I looked him up on Wikipedia. He's a prep school boy. He went to the Hackley School, which is very much, you know, khaki pants with, uh, uh, you know, cuffs the size of Volvo map pockets and yep. polo everything, right? The epitome and of this asshole, Right. And this, this other asshole I worked with um, was uh, of the same uh, lineage or uh, I should say uh, schooling. And this, this clown was as, was as square and as straight as you could possibly imagine anybody would be. And a couple of times in a group, we went out to a famous saloon on Third Avenue called PJ Clark's. And a good friend of mine, Els Belbos, me, he says, hey, look what this chooch is going to do. He's going to, he says, look at him now at the bar, and then he's going to go in the men's room. And when he comes out, he's going to be a little different. See if he can figure out what it is. I'm thinking, <laughs> what am I looking for here? Yeah, you know, this is what's a new it game. Be? What is the game? And uh, so he goes in and he comes out, you know, pretty, pretty quickly. And goddamn, now his his necktie is kind of askew, like like sort of the 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 late eighties flock of seagulls style, the way those guys <laughs> with the big you like to like like right. uh, Adam where used to wear them like that, you know, he's doing MTV, that type of thing. And and suddenly in one ear is a little diamond stud earring. So it's like, okay, my my time is as stiff suit square is over. Now I'm doing some drinking and I'm a hipster. Look <laughs> at my fucking earring and my and my necktie askew. And I thought, what a fucking asshole this guy this guy is. It's such an asshole move. And that's exactly the vibe we got from Olbermann. So oh, and then uh, let me also add before we roll tape again. Um, he says, mission accomplished. Oh, you're so butch, Keith. Mission accomplished. He should have had on a fucking, you know, camo or something carrying an AR-15. Mission accomplished. What a, the guy's just, he's a total fucking dickhead. Well, he's quoting he's, George W. Bush, obviously, a guy that he probably totally slaughtered for using those words. Who was also another asshole. Yes. <laughs> Less yes. so, but I, I kind of like George W. Bush. Not yeah. on his, every one of his policies or anything, because, you know, he's more of a uh, rhino in name only i exactly. believe you know yes. republican no, in name only no, no. correct but you know overall i think he handled 911 fairly well and yeah he did yeah. you know that that was a that was a rough thing to throw until he in. until he declared war on iraq that was kind of you know <laughs> that was yeah <laughs> no. but there That's are so many weird. people around him like with any president that you're getting the intel from and biden's finding this out now with his top three generals uh, you know there's a there's a little bit of a difference in those stories that are coming isn't out there isn't there and wasn't it great the way they all sold him out but tried not to well my, my what was it that uh, millie kept saying and the, and the other one our our suggestion was but i don't i don't share what i said with the president but my but my my core suggestion would have been right <laughs> it's these fucking assholes what a bunch of cretins right. it's incredible right and uh, then of course you had jen pisaki the oh, spokeshole for the white house yes. when asked specifically after i'm sure it was a fox news reporter it was probably Ducey that probably. asked you know, we have heard from these top three generals. They've all said the same thing. They would have left some troops in Afghanistan. Right. But the president said he was advised it was split. And some people said to pull everybody out who gave him that advice. And she refused to give a name. Of course. Yeah. It's like, do well, you mean the, nobody? Yeah. Well, very telling also was the interview with uh, Stephanopoulos, right? And he, you know, surprisingly uh, held uh, Joey's feet to the fire pretty good. And if you notice, he it was so funny. He said, you know, did, did you did you, were you were you not advised to you know leave some troops in or pull them out, whatever? And uh, and and um, Bag of Magus Biden said, uh, well, uh, I was advised uh, to uh, t to pull everyone out. <clears throat> to the best of my knowledge, uh, right. to, to right. the best of my, was it knowledge or recollection? Whatever the fuck it was, a total weasel phrase, you know, typical career politician bullshit. Wow. Well, and words do mean things. And that's yes, why do. I appreciate Bill O'Reilly for refusing to say 
Joe Biden lied because he keeps repeating. He doesn't know if Joe Biden knows what reality is. And to lie, you have to know you're lying. And he's not sure Joe Biden does at this point, which is even scarier than having a president that is lying to the American public is a president who doesn't even know what he's saying. I think he knows what he's saying when they when they juice him up with whatever stimulants they do so he can be, you know, reasonably lucid. Right. Which is why he's only around for a few minutes at a time. Yeah, sure. And there's now been talk that there is at least a soundstage White House Mm. in the building right across from the White House. But there's also one in the Pentagon, which means, you know, there's one in Joe's Delaware uh, basement at his house. And this is also, I mean, I kind of get it because we do media and we understand you want things to look the same when people are seeing you on TV, especially if, you know, you're out at the the beach house in Delaware, whatever he's got. You don't want that to look like you're constantly not in the White House. So I don't right. really have a huge problem with trying to pretend just giving that air of where he is. But it depends on why you're doing it. Right. And you, you kind of get the feeling that there's like a hospital bed right off of out of the frame that Joe's getting his treatments in, you know, <laughs> and then they push right. him back to talk at the desk and then he goes right back. Yeah. And Jen Pisaki is off frame too, dressed like nurse ratchet <laughs> with the cardboard hat. And they're playing the fucking music and <laughs> the whole thing. I'm sure you're right. <laughs> if she didn't look like peppermint Patty, she might be cute. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah, I mean, true. But, but back true. to Keith, the back to Keith. mission has been accomplished. Yeah. And it is. It is time to stop coddling them, the ones who won't get the damn shot already. And our first step, you and I, is symbols, the language we use. We call these people vaccine hesitant, vaccine skeptics, anti-vax. And he doesn't like any of those. uh, Doesn't like any of those. No, which they seem accurate. I mean, even if you disagree with somebody, that isn't an, an accurate description of them. Even if you believe fully that everybody should have the vaccine. Why is that such a negative thing that somebody is hesitant that they feel that way? Well, yeah. Well, the other thing, as you were just saying, people, the average person, I mean, I first saw this thing, I clipped it from a a, a video I saw on Twitter and the average person looks at something like that and they make an assumption that it's like, you know, so many, so many, so many others, uh, you know, in the, in the digital internet world, they, they just open their laptop, they switch on, there's a camera and they start talking and behind right. them is, you know, whatever, whatever crap, whatever. <clears throat> but that, you know, first of all, that began, it's a, it's a, it was a two shoot deal. There's a different setup from him getting the jab. And then suddenly, magically, now it looks like he's on the balcony of some apartment in, in Manhattan overlooking Central Park. I don't know what the fuck that maybe that's is that his crib? Does he live there? So why why do that other than to say, hey, dig me. This is where I live. Okay. Why? Because it wasn't a green screen. I think it was a live uh background. And then also belying the fact that it's not impromptu and off the cuff the guy's got a lot mic on in fact one i haven't seen you you're the techie it was looks like there's two if you look closely at it it's almost like a y configuration i've never seen one like it i'm sure there are um, stereo ones but usually you okay. would all still be in one capsule i would you think. would think right you would think but it looks it looks like a little a little two-headed uh, lav right so he's not doing an you know an on-camera mic he's he's enough of a broadcasting pro to know that <laughs> which <laughs> is good Right. And then as he as he as he rolls along on this idiotic rant, um, he switches from his, uh, you know, mobster boss tinted glasses and he whips those off like fucking. Yeah, I don't know what, like Mr. Righteous Indignation and then slaps <laughs> on his his big fucking Clark Kent uh, uh, frame glasses. And they come you know, on and off. The guy's a complete fucking head case. I mean, he's so out of his mind. Well, what is the point? Especially if this was two different uh, scenes kind of spliced together. What was the point of showing him getting the jab? You couldn't just open the video with, hey, I just got my booster. Right. right. I mean, did you need to have proof? I mean, that seems like kind of the uh, she does protest too much. Showing this kind of goes, oh, did he really get that? Was that exactly? Was that really a booster? Is that really a booster? And again, you know what? I just listened, I'm sure as you did, to Sunday's show with uh, Adam and John. Um According to John, 
he got the amateur jab. Did you see what happened? For it's just like this chick just fucking. It was it wasn't like a, an injection. It was a stabbing. Like boom, right? And according to John, that's that's what amateurs do. You have to first see you're not you're not tapping into a vein that you don't draw blood first, and then you then you go deeper. But this was just like you know some some fucking CVS clerk. Boom, right here it is. Which could be where a lot of the danger involved in this comes from because be. you know I don't want to get stabbed with a needle by anybody that doesn't know what they're doing of course not <laughs> this is not good not. not good you know especially if you know okay if you don't get it into the muscle and you get it into a vein really bad things can happen mm-hmm. then yeah Hello. you want to yeah. be sure that this is being done correctly but it's also something that we know that the people doing this job and you know god bless everybody that is because you're overloaded. There's no question the people that have been administering these, you know, they're doing their job. The pharmacists, right. I mean, it's it's weird because it's the first one that the doctor's offices don't seem to want to give, or maybe they're unable to give them because we've dealt with this, you know, with my doctor, with my mom, with going through the cancer and all this. But it was still, you know, no, we, we don't have it. You have to go to. You're shitting me. No. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. You you got the vax and you, your doctor wouldn't give it to you? They didn't have it. They did not have it directly. It was you have to go. Holy and shit. maybe this has changed now. But I didn't know that we ended up, you know, going to a CVS because they had oh, the Johnson man. and Johnson one. But yeah, you, I would have been shitting bricks. I mean, because I mean, what kind of I mean, that's that's not that's not child's play. That's not uh, blowing out the candles on a birthday cake. You know, you really kind of got to know what you're doing to give somebody a proper injection. I can't believe that. You that's know, scary, I, Darren. Yeah, I believe they're true. I mean, I have had flu shots from, you know, different pharmacies and that in the past and never yeah. really thought too much about it. Yeah. But, you know, once you realize that, you know, if you're if you do this incorrectly, which it's probably hard to do it incorrectly. But if people are tired, if yeah. people aren't paying attention, there does appear to have been cases where younger kids went in for a flu shot and accidentally got a COVID shot, which this is where you start getting a little bit more concerned about what's going on as well. No, because, uh, you know, you want to get the right drugs when right. when you go somewhere that would be, that would would be, be nice. Yeah. <laughs> you know what you go in for so uh you know everybody's mileage may vary depending on you know where they end up with this kind of stuff but it definitely adds to the reasons why a lot of people are hesitant Mm -hmm. to to get into this and uh i mean there was a story before we go back to keith there was one recently about people being mad at twitter which i get because twitter sucks indeed but they slapped the usual COVID sticker on a link to an obituary, mm-hmm. which, you know, I, I kind of see both sides of this because Twitter is doing this for everything. And people should realize Twitter is doing this for any post that mentions COVID. They're going to put the little sticker on it that, oh, you go to this for all the information. Anything you read here may be bullshit. Right. You know, I kind of get that. On the other side of that, the obituary was written in a way that was basically being anti-vax activism, which Mm -hmm. is also fine for the people who put that obituary in. As long as this is what they believe was factual, then that's also fine. But you know that Twitter is going to censor anything that Facebook is censoring everything youtube has now stepped up there oh if anything's anti-vaccine you know it's going to be pulled or censored or unavailable on their network i don't know why that's a surprise to anybody anymore yeah but you know these douchebags and they're all douchebags um again it's always in the uh actually Kind of like what Keith was saying, um, it's in the it's in the verbiage, it's in the nomenclature, and they're calling it anti-vax. Right. And in many many cases, it's not anti-vax; it's merely vax questioning. Okay? Right. But they lump it all together, don't they? Yes, they do, and that's why they suck and they're liars. Yeah, because you know people are having adverse reactions. I yes, have no are. doubt that there are some people that have died from the vaccines. 
Now, the obituary, of course, didn't say which vaccine. It didn't say how long this took. It didn't. I mean, because there's a lot of data out there and I always want more data. Right. I know the Johnson and Johnson shots specifically for women under the age of 50. Dangerous in the sense that about five out of a million get blood clots, which is still a very small amount of people, but you could die from it. So you don't want to be one of those uh, people that just happen to be one of those five in a million. Sure. And the fact that you start totally ripping all of that data off the Internet, at some point, those people are going to have to be held accountable for that because that could lead to other deaths. I mean, I think the vaccine does a lot to help people, but you should understand what you're getting into before you get it. So if you're a woman that's under 50 years old, you might want to know that Johnson and Johnson shot maybe isn't as safe as I mean, why aren't we even talking about that when it comes to different vaccines? I've never once heard anybody talk about the fact that the mRNA, I think both Moderna and uh, Pfizer have a higher rate of causing heart inflammation in younger males. True. So give them the Johnson and Johnson which seems to only have negative effects overall. I mean, I'm sure there are outliers, right? but only has bad effects for females. And then for the males, you know, it's like you don't don't give them the uh, anything. I mean, younger males, you know, the Johnson and Johnson still probably safe enough because that I think it's like one out of more than a million as far as those with the blood clots. But having that data would be interesting to have and if that if you had real data i think a lot of people that would look at it and go oh okay well i know here's exactly what my odds are and Mm -hmm. you can make the choice of whether you want that or not yeah but they don't want that and i think there's from everything i see there's an absolute um um push on the on the part of government on the part of the media to uh Hold up Pfizer is the gold standard. Yes. The only one I get. And and it's so fucked up because that, you know, because here's the question, you know, and they were asking it again yesterday. I mean, what exactly is fully vaxxed? At what point is someone fully vaxxed? Well, the J and J, I guess one is it. And I think it on some level that pisses them off. It pisses off because now the Pfizer guys, well, they've they've signed on for a lifetime subscription. Okay. And that can't, I don't give a fuck how Pfizer proud they are. Only a retard looks forward to, uh, you know, regular jabs, whereas it seems it seems like pretty much the J&J would have been the smarter play once and done. And so they're not really they're not really plugging the J&J much. It's kind of like, you know, they're pushing that to the back burner. Am I crazy or what? No, I agree, because my parents got the Pfizer and they're both in their 80s and I got the Johnson and Johnson and they had been watching all the same media that. I had been following and they're like, well, why, why do you want the Johnson and Johnson rather you know, the, the Pfizer is so much better. It's 95%, you know, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And very recently the data coming out from people that had got the Pfizer shots, oddly, the Moderna seems to be holding up quite well after the six, seven month kind of a uh, mm-hmm. time period, the right. Pfizer antibodies appear to be gone in yes. a decent amount of people at the six or seven month mark. Where the Johnson and Johnson, those are just finally starting to filter out. Those actually appear to be holding up better as far as what I can tell in the early data than the Pfizer. So, yeah, why are you not recommending that, which is more of a normal flu style delivery method that people mm-hmm. have been used to? I don't know, except marketing and money, marketing and money. Yep. A lot of it comes down to marketing and money. Sure. I don't think there's any question, but let's let uh, let's let Keith do it. Yeah, yeah let's him <laughs> let them rant a little bit more. That son of a bitch. We say they're protesting mandates and passports. They're making a personal choice. They're waiting for more information. They're making a medical decision. Well, isn't more information a good thing? I mean, like I just Is said, that? yeah. For yeah. people that hadn't, you know, if you haven't gotten the vaccine yet, you have way more information now. Yes, you do. Than you had six months ago. I mean, there's some people that may have died in the interim. Right. But you have more information now. And the mandates to me, totally different. There's totally different conversations to be had on. Do you think the vaccines for a vast majority of people are effective and safe as opposed to do you think everybody should be forced to do something? 
Mm-hmm. And to me, there's there's no correlation between those. It's like none whatsoever. None. And Keithy, apparently, you know, I, again, I checked him his Wikipedia page and somebody said, you know, you're a liberal. He said, I'm not a liberal. I'm an American. <laughs> no, well, Keith, it sounds more like you're kind of a fucking Nazi. OK, because why are you behind mandates and passports? That's Nazism, Keithy, Queefy. <laughs> it just is. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, that's pretty simple. But let him continue. Pretty I simple. Suppose. I'm sure he has something yeah. more intelligent to say as uh, he goes don't on. Bet on it. <laughs> we'll give it a shot. Yeah. Bullshit. They're afraid. <laughs> They're afraid to get vaccinated. OK. OK. Sure. Yeah. They're afraid to get vaccinated. but. What about the people on, on Keithy's side, as you call them? Uh, are they not afraid they're going to get COVID and die? Right. When it comes down to it, if you look at the numbers, there's a pretty far shot for either side. Yeah. I mean, neither one. It's like, oh, yeah, it's a 50 percent chance or an 80 percent chance. We're, we're dealing with all of these. In pretty low percentage chances that something's going to go wrong, either if you get the virus or if you get the vaccine. Mm-hmm. But why is one side afraid because right. they won't put medication into themselves, but the other group isn't afraid that they're going to contract the virus? Yeah. Good old Keith. Good old Keith. He's got more to say, though. Oh, yeah. Stop feeding their egos about what they're doing. Stop legitimizing it. Vaccine hesitant, they're afraid. Vaccine skeptics, they're afraid. Anti-vax, they're afraid. They're protesting mandates and passports, they're afraid. See, that's, okay. now, the mandates and passports, again, totally different than getting the shot. Of course, two different things. Totally different. Yep. I mean, it's funny. That I would bet you everything I own that Keith Olbermann is against showing ID to vote. Guaranteed. But he wants to force everybody yeah. to uh, to get a vaccination, to well, carry around having... a passport with their ID. You know, with ID, that is ID. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have a theory on this. I mean, the, the, and, and you, what you'll find is with rabid leftists, really, you know, commies like Keith. The vast majority of them are really miserable fucking people. Really, they really are. And Keith, you know, a lot of people hate him. Uh, he has no life. He has no wife, no family, no nothing. He probably lives with 16 cats or something, you know. And I think really a, a part of it is for that hive mentality for guys, guys like him who really have nothing going on in their lives. Even, even his career trajectory looks like niagara falls you know, right who the, fuck, who the fuck gets fired from how, how bad do you have to be to get canned from msnbc I mean, that, really? that is pretty far down that <laughs> is pretty far down you know so this this guy is you know he's his fingernails are clawing the edges of the uh the precipice you know and uh and what what's what's he got he's got the he's got this phony construct of us and them and the us is is people who think as he does politically and also have gotten a jab now now he's that's his support system that's his group you know and he feels you know loyal to them in some way that's the way he he compensates for the fact that he's a fucking loony bin uh who has no life well and one of the interesting things because he's about to use some uh terminology that has been used quite a bit more from the conservatives. But let me let him finish. Then we can comment on this. They're making a personal choice. They're afraid. They're waiting for more information. Afraid. They're making a medical decision to be afraid. The snowflakes are afraid. Okay, there we go. The snowflakes, which is terminology that in the recent time has been thrown around to mean the younger generation, everybody that's woke, all the people that want safe spaces at their universities and all of that. So it's an interesting choice of words from Keith Olbermann to call people afraid to get a vaccine snowflakes, because you know, in America, what the largest percentage of what, you know, which group has the largest percentage, which demographic is the largest percentage (laughs) of people unvaccinated? Yes. Yes. The African-American community. Yes. And Keith Olbermann is now calling them all snowflakes. Interesting, isn't that? It is. (laughs) It is. 
which you're not in lockstep with the radical left, then you're against them. And this is we're starting to see a little bit these cracks starting to form. Yes. With people realizing that, oh, maybe we have something in common with those folks. That's right. And maybe we can get together and Mm -hmm. figure out what else we agree on. Yep. Rather than being played against each other. But yeah, calling people snowflakes and just that they're afraid. It's like there's a lot of people on both sides afraid of this virus. And it all depends. I think there's a big part of this. And I don't know really where our audience, our experts, where our producers fall into line when it comes to religion. But I believe that the assault that's been going on on religion pretty much for my whole life, and it's at an all time low, I believe, right now in America, as far as how many people consider themselves religious, have any kind of faith, have a belief in a higher power. Those are the people that seem to be, at least in my experience, the most afraid. They are. And and I think, so, you know, I didn't figure this out, but somebody, maybe it might have been Adam somewhere I read. I mean, it, what's happened is, no, I think it was Dennis Prager. I was listening to him. Um, the supposition is that while you know, people people have to believe in something and the attrition from 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 organized religions or even spirituality has shifted to scientism. You know, that's, that's the new Supreme being Fauci and guys in lab coats and uh, Liana Wynn and Greta. Don't forget Greta, Greta, you know, that's, they are the new gods. And uh, look at that idiot in, um, in uh, New York, the Cuomo replacement talking about, you know, apostles and wearing your little fucking vaccinated <laughs> uh, chains. If it's crucifix, I mean, what a Cretan, but, but there's that, it really, it really supports that argument in that people have, they've really not turned away from religion. They've just shifted to the religion of science or pseudoscience. Yes. And, you know, it's just an interesting way that people process all this stuff. And I use him as an example a lot. But Bill O'Reilly is a good Catholic boy. You know, oh, yeah. He's a good Irish Catholic. And from the beginning of this, he's been saying, you know, if I die, I die. Hmm. And that's an attitude that maybe more people should have, which is you have to live your life. The lockdowns, you know, for a minor period of time, which was supposed to be like a week or two, maybe you can understand. But there comes a point, and I think we've long passed it, that people need to live their life. Yeah. Understand the risks, understand everything involved with it, which was that was one of the interesting things, too, about the uh, Santangelo going to the Amish community in Florida because this was six or eight months ago and there was no sign of COVID there. He was just walking around. 99% of the people were unmasked. They were having gatherings and all this. And, you know, life was normal where if you take a look at what's going on in New York and San Francisco and Chicago Mm -hmm. at that time, especially life was not normal. It's not normal. Now there's mask mandates again here. So you can't walk into a restaurant without a mask on, but then you're supposed to be able to eat with, I don't know. Sure. Well, you know, the, um, you know, douchebag Captain Hair Gel, uh, Gavin Newsom, uh, was the, now that he's, you know, feeling empowered since he was not, uh, uh, recalled, um, you know, he's coming back, uh, 10 times bitchier. And he's the first one in the country to, to declare, you know, mandatory vaccine for kids, right. For school children. And that's, that was the last straw. You know, my wife and I have been saying, you know, we got to get the fuck out of California for a while. And suddenly when that ha- when that came out, OK, this is this is over. You know, we're, we're getting the wagons hoe immediately, which is what we're doing. Um, so, yeah. But, you know, what you won't read is that the state of Florida, uh, which shitheads say is governed by a guy called Death Santis. Oh, really? <laughs> well, you know, Florida, Florida is number 41 out of the 50 states in uh, in COVID activity right now. So how the fuck do you figure that out? 41 out of 50. That's pretty damn good. Yeah. A virus is going to virus, which is there was just an article that was, oh, this is what the CDC Fauci recommends you do over the holidays. And it's still the same crap masks and social distancing. It's like none of that really works. No, none of it. No. The vaccines kind of work. They're allegedly coming out with new drugs that have taken Uh, basically Tamiflu for uh, being. 
you know, for COVID that's, uh, that's see, that's the thing. That's the game changer. And I, you know, I did a post actually a couple of days ago on, on Facebook and Twitter, I think even in uh, no agenda social, I saw the, the thing on, on, um, on Twitter and I forget who the fuck it was from. Might've been Twitter, (laughs) but it was a picture allegedly of the capsules of this new Merck uh, um, therapeutic pill, right? The anti-COVID pill, which is not a vaccine or a jab or anything, you know, and it was a, you know, Merck due to come out with this and blah, 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 blah. And then how did they tag it? But it is not, it was almost, I can almost hear Keith Olbermann's voice. <laughs> it is not peer reviewed. <laughs> right. Well, fuck off, you know? So already they're throwing hand grenades at this thing. It's brand new, right? And brand it's the new. same thing with the ivermectin. It's the same thing yeah. with, hydroxychloroquine anything but the vaccine it has to be the vaccine and preferably the pfizer vaccine everything else is junk it's gonna be very interesting to see how this plays out because how the fuck are newsom and bag of maggots biden going to keep this narrative going about if you don't get the vaccine you're gonna die right when oh i cannot take the vaccine take a fucking pill and i probably won't die either how's that gonna work It'll be racist because not everybody can get the pill. Oh, is that it? And, the racist uh, pill. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I, I think it. that's sure right. there's. I've heard it so many times. It's become just background noise. But how many times now? In a lot of these stories, you hear, well, the African American community has been disproportionately affected by the COVID nineteen pandemic, and it's like how? How? I mean, I have never seen numbers that said no. that. If your skin color is this, you're dying at a much higher rate. I mean, it's possible, but I haven't seen that data. No one has. You know, and this all comes down to, well, it's because they're a poorer community and they don't have access. But it's like, but you have access to all of this. All of it. If you want the vaccine, it's free. Yep. If you want the drugs, pretty much free. If you go into a hospital here, they will. Make sure you get treated. I've never mm-hmm. once heard of a case of somebody going into a hospital. The hospital being like, oh, you don't have insurance. No, just go home and die, please. Right. It sure. doesn't happen. No. So it's going to get really interesting when this Merck thing hits the market. And I guess Pfizer has their version as well. But Pfizer, they're, they're not going to miss a chance for a few billion more. They're calling it Pfizer Mectin. Right. right. What's going to happen? What's going to happen, Darren, when those things hit the market? I want to know what's in it. It's probably vitamin D mixed with zinc, mixed with uh, either a, uh, you know, corsetin or whether it's mixed with a little ivermectin. Uh, It's an interesting thing. And uh, the one thing that Tim Poole was right about is that what we don't have, you know, people keep saying it's a uh, pandemic of the unvaccinated. And what we really seem to have is a pandemic of the unhealthy. And I've never heard that talked about. And my wife and I, when this all started, we did the data, you know, analysis. We looked into this and it's like, you know, we've both dropped a bunch of weight, still have more to go. But since this started, one thing that was perfectly clear, which is if you're overweight, if you have high blood pressure, if you're not exercising regularly, you have a much greater chance of becoming deathly ill with the virus, any virus, really. Any virus, yeah. But in this case, we're not hearing from anybody. We're hearing, well, wear a mask, social distance, mm-hmm. take a vaccine. But I've never once heard Joe Biden, Fauci, Peppermint oh. Patty, any of them say, and you know, exercising 30 minutes a day would really also help. Well, hey, you know, the, the JFK, he started the President's Council on Physical Fitness in 1960. And, the, you know, obesity wasn't really much of a problem then but he knew <laughs> you know he knew and everybody was encouraged you know j- schools had to have gym and kids had to run around tracks and you know hey get active get out there move do something don't be a couch potato uh, that's all gone now it's healthy at any size bullshit well no, no because and this no. is this will be a, a topic for next week obviously because we're already running down in time but we are it's because people <laughs> are sitting in front of screens all day of every course. day that's the only change. There's always been junk food and shit food and sugar filled products. And I mean, that's forever. There's yes. nothing. Do they blame it on McDonald's? No, it's not McDonald's. It's everybody sitting in their ass, thumbing their phones and staring at screens. That's it. Yes. 
exactly the uh, on the on Santangelo when he was in uh, Miami when he was talking to a couple of young Haitian guys. One was twenty years old, had to be maybe five foot two at the tallest and like one hundred and twenty pounds. And this kid bought and when they took him out for a little Haitian food, mm. bought a plate of food that I don't think I've ever eaten something this much in my life. Yeah. And he's like, you're going to kill that whole thing. And the guy's like, yep. Yeah. But you know, it's cause he's not sitting on his ass looking at a screen all day. Of course. And you're out and about, but let's let Keith finish his finish. rant. Good old Keith. respect. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what, what little respect we have for good old Keith. Afraid of the vaccine. Afraid of being proved wrong. Afraid of doing what anybody else in the world tells them to do. Afraid of needles. So no more pleasant euphemisms about what's going on here. Apart from the people who have legitimate medical complications about vaccines, we have to stop coddling the morons who will not get the shot. We start by calling them what they are. They are all snowflakes and cowards and idiots and losers. And most importantly, they are afraid. Snowflakes, idiots, cowards and losers. Wow, he's, such a pers- he's so persuasive, isn't he? He should be in sales. <laughs> all I will say is <laughs> the people who are the, you know, the families of the people that have died from the vaccinations and there have been blood clot issues. We know with at least the Johnson and Johnson, maybe you want to reach out to Keith and they let should. him know they should do that. Yeah. And you know, he's such a fucking imbecile. Uh, you know, they're afraid of a needle. No, they're not really afraid of the needle. Keith, they're afraid of what's in the needle. Okay. That's what they're afraid of. There is a little um, bit of a difference, a little bit of a difference there. You know, you know, I was reminded of this, um, I somehow I never I mean, I watched like maybe five episodes of Saturday Night Live in my entire life. Maybe it wasn't even on. Maybe it was one of those things that kind of popped up on social media afterwards. But there was a thing. If you can search this up and find it, I guarantee you, you will laugh. It was Ben Affleck doing Keith Olbermann. And he was (laughs) fucking brilliant. I mean, holy shit. He had him nailed. It was so funny. And this guy, Olbermann, really is. He's like some Simpsons cartoon character. I mean, he's so over the top. He's so out of his fucking mind. And Affleck just had him nailed. It's, it's great shit. You should look it up. Yeah, well, he is a very one-dimensional type of person. And anybody that goes on, I mean, I understand being upset about something, but there was no reason what, you know, it's not like he had just had some kind of epiphany here or something bad no. happened to him. And you're not taking in both sides of this. I mean, if you really wanted to sell the vaccine on people, you would be more level-headed and say, look, yeah, five out of a million people might have this happen to them. And if you have the symptoms and you go to the doctor right away, you'll probably be okay. But some people may die from this, but here's how many people are dying if you get the disease. So understand what your odds are on both sides and make an educated decision. Of course. It's not that hard. Not, yeah, but when you remember the hive, baby, when you're an NPC, can't be that way. Yes, you when know? you when you start that way, when you start making people, nope, no, you can't come into the restaurant. You can't do come into the show, right? And uh, it's a weird, weird world we live in. But we do have one person to thank on today's show, oh. and that's our buddy Sergeant Fred, who uh, actually sent in a little note here uh, on a piece of paper with a twenty dollar check to the Planet oh, nice. Rage show. Wow. And Thank he, you, Sergeant Fred. He said that, uh, and uh, his writing is about as bad as my vision. So I'll. He says, uh, <laughs> you know, he appreciated. Uh, you were on the the last Grumpy Old Ben's, I guess, that he uh, donated to there, and he appreciated oh. our kind words, your kind words, and uh, he's the one that's doing a couple different podcasts. It's the uh, Twenty Thirty podcast and the uh, Grumpy Old Bears podcast, which I still need to check out. I don't know what grumpy old bears is all about oh it's an intriguing name it is an intriguing name <laughs> i yeah. don't know exactly so, like the chicago football team or the animal or i think um, the animal i mean he's Sergeant animal, fred's okay. military i mean although the chicago bears larry may not be the chicago bears much longer why not 
The uh, Bears just bought some property out in the suburbs, Arlington Heights. They may be moving out of Chicago. They've had it with Lori Lightfoot. How far is Arlington Heights from Chicago? Uh, if there is no traffic, probably 30 to 45 minutes from like where Soldier Field is during traffic, yeah. maybe a couple hours. Yeah, they'll keep it. I mean, like, like I, I discovered in my last show, the, the New York Jets and Giants are actually the New Jersey Jets and Giants. Right. Who gives a fuck. <laughs> you know? What's in a name, right? What's in a name? <laughs> Geography. You know? so. Yes. Uh, but yeah. we appreciate that, Sergeant Fred. And yes. Thank you, Sergeant Fred. For those that want to take part in the value for value model, you can go to planetrage.show. Click that little donate button or find out all the information there. We do greatly appreciate it what's in a name i mean planet rage that's that, that's that, the one that pretty much does explain everything we're doing here yeah anything people we, need to know before next week anything good coming in on uh special on uh, that larry show or i'm uh, doing uh this uh upcoming wednesday uh, upcoming episode this wednesday or thereabouts i always give myself that wiggle room you know like like joey right because you don't want to have you don't, yeah you don't have a boss you can release a show whenever you want yeah but they're usually around you know late wednesdays when they drop um it's going to be called spotlight on scum <laughs> and uh we're going to do a deep dive into uh, a couple of political figures uh everybody's heard of and uh it's not going to be pretty that's all i can say so it's not about cleaning your bathroom and stuff like that. No, no different no, no. kind of scum, <laughs> different kind. Bleach won't help this scum. Ooh, no, won't clean it though. No. Yeah. Don't inject it into your veins either. No, no. I look forward to it. So until <laughs> next week, I am Darren O'Neill and uh, wait, you're, who are you again? Oh, uh, that Larry guy from that Larry show. <laughs> I yeah. did that to Sir Gene. He was offended uh-huh. <laughs> later, everybody. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Oh, world 